All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life. I am one of your co-hosts, Josh Bales, one of the pastors at the Well Church. With me today is Pastor Jonathan Van Hugan from Dayspring Reformed Church. Glad to be here. And then we do have two marginally okay guests with us today. At best. At best. <laughs> they, uh, they were once special. They were, uh, they were once special when they I, first showed I'm up. I'm tired <laughs> of them now. It's, 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 it's over. The newness wow. is gone. Uh, Pastor Paul Luer, also from the well, and then one of our pastoral interns, uh, Ben Rowe. You, know, you only hurt the ones you love. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, we have been talking about Christian education. Um, it is mid-July. Many of you are preparing to bring your children to school or home homeschool them in, in the next month, in, in, in just a few weeks. Uh, the Westminster Divines, in their preface to the Westminster Confession of Faith, said this, that the two great pillars upon which the kingdom of Satan is erected and by which it is upheld are ignorance and error. And so we, uh, we, we are talking about trying to destroy those two pillars, namely ignorance and error, specifically through Christian education. Yesterday, we asked the question, is there such thing as a neutral education, some bubble of space where um, it's non-religious or a-religious? And, and the answer is no, on several grounds. Uh, Jesus rejects the idea of neutrality. In Matthew twelve thirty, he said, whoever is not with me is against me. Whoever does not gather with me scatters. Uh, also, Scripture commands us to provide an education that is thoroughly God-centered in the Shema in Deuteronomy 6. Uh, thirdly, the Great Commission itself is a mandate to educate or disciple all nations and make them students of King Jesus in Matthew 28. Uh, fourthly, to teach any subject uh, in a neutral manner uh, ultimately is idolatry because 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. And then fifthly, even non-Christians uh, do not teach the subjects neutrally. Uh, the Marxist teaches through a Marxist lens. The evolutionist teaches through a Darwinian lens. Uh, the social justice warriors teach through a social justice or CRT lens. And so there's no such thing as neutrality. Um, question for this morning is actually, I, I want your response to a particular statement. So he, here's the statement. One author has said, uh, whoever controls the schools rules the world. Whoever controls the schools rules the world. True or false? And you can nuance it. You can nuance the answer. It's okay. Uh, true in one sense, false in another. I'm not very good at nuance, so I'm just going to say true. <laughs> <laughs> I'll second that motion. <laughs> I'm going to say false. Okay. I'm going to say false because, you know, um, one of the, you know, God's word is never going to fall to the ground. It's going to accomplish what it purposes. And, you know, that, you know, he has given institutions in this world. He's given the family, he's given the church, and he's given government. Um, government will never cancel out the other two institutions. And in the, in the sense that, uh, you know, you you can find uh, you know people who have grown up in the most godless environment and come out as shining examples of sanctification and holiness and dedication to the Lord God. Now, that being said, in a in in what we would want for our own families, we wouldn't want that. We wouldn't want that competition with. Uh, someone else running that school mm -hmm. that's going to be constantly 
um, uh, pushing against our own instruction that's given in the Word of God. Yeah. So it kind of sounds like you nuanced it a little bit. Um, So um, I I would say, so the question is, is whoever uh, rules, uh, whoever controls the schools rules the world. Is that true or false? I would say it's false in the sense that God is the ultimate ruler of the world mm-hmm. and he ordains everything, um, even the fall of mankind, mm-hmm. and he's going to bring it to a glorious conclusion. Mm-hmm. I would say true in the sense of an instrumental cause, because mm-hmm. go to any um, communist nation in the world today. Right. Look at our nation today. Why are so many of our youth turning towards Marxism and statism? It's precisely because that's what they were taught in the schools. Um, and so yeah. it's new. And I'm, not, and, and I'm not discounting that. I'm just yeah, yeah. giving the, the the flip side. And I and I, and I agree. Which, with, which we know that uh, Christianity is a minor is going to be a minority, you know, right. at all times. I mean, we, you know, um, you know, broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many are on that. Yep. You know, narrow is the way that leads to life, yep. and few find it. So these are this is something that we know. Um, now we're in that circumstance. Yep. How do we deal with our education of our children? Well, I think that there's some historical um, examples um, of of pagan rulers who understood how important education is. Um, so, for instance, in the book of Daniel, when um, Nebuchadnezzar took Judah captive, what is the very first thing that we read in Daniel chapter 1? I, and I'll, I'll just go ahead and read it. It uh, says, uh, then the king, that's Nebuchadnezzar, commanded Ashpenaz, his chief eunuch, to bring some of the people of Israel, both of the royal family and of the nobility, youths without blemish, of good appearance, and skillful in all wisdom, endowed with knowledge, understanding, learning, and competent to stand in the king's palace, and to teach them the literature and language of the Chaldeans. The king assigned them a daily portion of the food that the king ate and of the wine that he drank. They were to be educated for three years, and at the end of that time, they were to stand before the king. Among these were uh, Daniel, and then, of course, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but he gives their, their Hebrew names there. Now, the point of this, uh, maybe I'll put it in the, in the form of a question. Is this just some, you know... Um, unimportant fact that the, the the prophet Daniel is recording here, or or is there something underneath what Nebuchadnezzar is doing? Well, there's very much a design here, hmm. and that is the um, the enculturation, the transfer of, a, of an entire worldview. Uh, they're not just learning, you know, the, the language alone, but the literature of a, of a, of a culture which uh, contains um, bedrock ideas, uh, philosophies, um, so it's it's an entire worldview transfer that that uh, the uh, king is is attempting. Right. So they were given they were given three things: a new education. Um, that's clear from the text, right? They were given a new appetite. Now, at the end of the day, they pled with the eunuch to not go against their own uh, law and to eat. Um, the food of their own people of, of according to Old Testament law. But that was the intention was to give them a new appetite. Mm-hmm. And then they gave them and he, he gave them a new identity with these Babylonian names. So he was fundamentally uh, changing their whole system, ripping out the foundation from underneath their Judaic roots and giving them a Babylonian foundation. 
Um, now, in history, uh, there's another example of this that is a little bit more uh, close to home. Um, in, in the 1940s, when Hitler was um, building up the, the Nazi party in Germany, um, he actually wasn't super popular with his peers, with, with people of his own age. And this is what Hitler said to that. He says, when an opponent declares, I will not come over to your side, I will calmly say, your child belongs to us already. What are you? You will pass on. Your descendants, however, now stand in the new camp. And then four years later, he said, the new Reich uh, will give its youth to no one, but will itself take youth and give to youth its own education and its own upbringing. The key to Hitler's success in Nazi Germany was the Nazi youth program. Yep. He also said it at another point, he alone who owns the youth gains the future. Yeah. Well, Vody Bakum um, has said here in recent uh, years, uh, we cannot continue to send our children to Caesar for their education and be surprised when they come home as Romans. So, so the, Nebuchadnezzar's design was to take uh, the Jews and make them Babylonians. Um, Hitler's design was to take the German youth and to make them Nazis. Um, Look, I am not at all saying that there's a particular design in any one particular teacher or, or some mal intent. What I'm saying is that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities and powers. Yeah, there's, there's really only uh, three ways that you know, people are educated. They're, they're either educated in the service of the glory of God, they're educated for the service of the state, or they're educated for the service of the culture. And um, you know, ultimately, we want to see our, our children educated to the glory of God. You know, using these examples of, uh, of uh, these um, you know, wicked men, you know, one of the things that we have to recognize is that uh, you know, God is still in control. Um, you know, when when uh, you know, we read in Scripture, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son to be born of a virgin. Um, you know, part of that fullness of the time was something that had been created under Alexander the Great. The con he conquered the known world. Um, he Hellenized the known world. He made uh, the Greek language, uh, you know, complete. That became the vehicle for the gospel. Same thing is, in one sense, happened in China. Um, you know, when Mao came in. You know, before th before that. Um, a, a missionary going to China had to know what province they were going to because there were so many language groups spoken. But you know, this wicked person, you know, created a roads and uh, reduced the language, you know, to a common language, which mm -hmm. makes the gospel possible. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, in one sense, um, you know, God is always in control, and that, and that's one of the things that I want to keep bringing us back to. Yeah. Definitely, we want to have a, a, a say in our children's education. Yeah. You know, let us not lose hope. Yeah, because God has great purpose in everything. Yeah, I agree. I think hope needs to continue to be the underlying theme because God is sovereign. Um, absolutely, Amen. So that's one pillar that I would absolutely affirm, and the other pillar I would just want to affirm for maybe some of those for some of those Christian parents who don't even want to think about these things is, is what Paul said in Romans 5, which is, should we continue to sin so that grace may abound? We no, don't continue no. to make bad choices because, well, you know, no. uh, 
God is sovereign. I know what you're saying. You're yeah, saying, look, we might be fa- we the choice have, may have already been chosen for us, and and in that sense, I'm speaking out of that, right? Rather yep. than making the choice yep. for our children yep. to do well, that to them. Well, you, you I'm know, not, I don't want I don't want to do that to them <laughs> to my children. Man, you know where I stand eschatologically. I think there's going to be a great victory at the end. I'm actually very optimistic about Christ reigning in, in the end of history. Uh, I think think he's raining right now, so I'm optimistic already. Explosion, explosion (laughs) of raining, yeah. So, you know, my my heart is just for us to think carefully. Again, going back to the the first, uh, you know, program we had on these series, when, when we're thinking about education, where must we start? If we start with anything other than the Bible... Uh, to inform us about the decisions that we're making, we're already starting on the wrong footing, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, it, it, like, just take it to any other subject. If we're thinking about dating, hey, Dad, how should I think about dating? <laughs> well, just go turn on Oprah. You know, <laughs> Oprah will Oprah will teach you how to date, or just go to your sex ed class in yeah. the public school system. That they'll teach you how to date. If they're no, we go to the Bible, and you the know. same thing is true in this this topic of of education. And well, we don't missionary date, so why would right. we do that with our children? That's right. Missionary educate. That's right. That's right. Well, they have to be trained to be missionaries first, don't they? <laughs> That's certainly true. Well, this has been The Gospel for Life. Uh, if you've missed any of these broadcasts, just go to The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Don't forget about our upcoming uh, Boise Reformation Conference coming up October 21st and 22nd. You were at the first one. I was at the first one, yeah. Along with one of our speakers this year, yeah. Joe Beakey. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Derek Thomas is also going to be here. Uh, it is uh, our, our conference is entitled this year, uh, The Church is One Foundation. If you go to ReformationBoise.com, you can register for free. It's going to be absolutely fabulous. Don't miss it. ReformationBoise.com. This is the Gospel for Life. We'll see you next time.